Welcome back to another episode of BVP News. It is the 1st of January, the 1st of 2022, and it is the first Good News Saturday of 2022. We have lots of firsts here this morning. Lots of firsts indeed. Um, you know, we were talking about on the episode yesterday how excited we were for this Good News story. I'm still, you know, for this Good News episode, sorry. And, you know, Chris, I'm still holding on to... Uh, kind of what you were saying yesterday. We're starting out this year with a good news episode. First of January, we've got one coming at you. And so I'm excited for this. Good news stories to start the year. Great year to come. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> That's all I got to say. You know, a lot, a lot has happened in 2021. Uh, it was a very packed packed uh year in terms of all different types of news a lot of chaos a lot of crazy events um so let's hope that starting off with some good news stories this weekend and at the start of the year things can just start out on the right foot and continue in that direction for the rest of the year we can only hope well you know in 2020, I said it can't get much worse, and then 2021 proved me wrong. So I'm not going to say that about 2022. I'm just going to think it. Well, and you know, I think a lot of people are feeling the same thing. It, no matter where you went, no matter you know where you looked, there were people saying that you know 2021 could only get better off of what 2020 was. But the chaos just continued building, and things just continued uh, being just absolutely insane through the entire year. It did not slow down for a moment. And <laughs> like you, I'm going to refrain from saying anything about 2022 just yet. Besides my hope that good news stories have a positive influence on it. But beyond that, no, I'm, I'm not going to put my stock in it. You know, Nick, I don't know how 2022 is going to go. America's sweetheart passed away yesterday. I, I, I just don't know if that's like the final cue of 2021 or if that's like the warning of 2022. God, I hope, God, I pray to God. You know, I just don't know. With Betty White passing away, I just don't know what to think anymore. It it was absolutely tragic about Betty White, so close to her 100th birthday and so close to 2022 and ending out 2021 for good, but it's very unfortunate, but we are here for good news stories. So let's she put this... like everyone's grandma. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely a major loss, but... We are here for good news stories, so let's put the tragedy, let's put the sadness behind, and let's get into some smiles and some good times. So, story number one for this morning, out of five, we have, you know, Chris, could you imagine accidentally buying and moving into a home that was used in a famous movie? Because no. that's what this couple, that's what this couple in England did when they bought the exact house from the Christmas romantic comedy known as The Holiday. And they bought this house for £625,000, which, which would equal about $1 million U.S. dollars. 
And the couple has said that they've had many people come by and either just straight up take pictures in front of the house or of the house, or some will actually ask to take pictures and pose in front of the house. And what's hilarious, you know, again, this was by accident. The owners had no idea that the house was from the movie until he, until one of the owners, um, his name was John, saw news about the sale in the paper. And, you know, since then, he said he's watched the holiday just to see their house in that movie. And, you know, it's just absolutely insane uh, realizing that you've just acquired the house from a famous movie. I can just imagine them watching this movie for the first time and be like, hey, that's our master bedroom. <laughs> when you said they they watched the movie, I was like, that's, that's the first thing that popped into my head was, hey, that's our master bedroom. You know, I can't imagine, because he had said, too, that he had watched the movie before they ever bought the house. So, <laughs> it's crazy to me that they didn't recognize it immediately. You know, that they didn't recognize it beforehand. But I guess, on one hand, you're not really expecting to come across the exact house used in a major film and in a major movie, but still, how does it not click until you start seeing media coverage? It just... I will say, though, the good news factor from this, uh, you know, the kind of cool part about this, like, I was reading this and just imagining what it would be like to be in that situation and realize that you are living in a house that is in some way famous and in some way and not even trying to do it purely buying it just because you like the house and not realizing it's you know uh, it's fame and it's glory until afterwards I thought it was pretty cool. Again, again, I restate the statement of, hey, that's our master bedroom. <laughs> you know, with them not knowing that they purchased that house and it's a famous house, I bet there's some diehard fans of that movie out there that are so pissed at them because they bought that house and they had no clue and they would have bought that house just off the sole fact of the matter that it was in a movie. But I'm going to end this with, hey, that's our kitchen, too. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I see it. They read it in the paper. Now they have to watch the movie. And they're like, holy crap, this is our house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's got to be such a weird feeling. I can't imagine. But now we do move into story number two. And opening up nine months worth of mail seems like an absolute nightmare, right? But for this professor and his students, it turned out to be an absolute miracle. Because, Vin I'm going to try and pronounce this name, I apologize if I butcher it, but Vinod Menon 
is the head of the physics department at the Harlem City College of New York campus and had to go through nine months of mail after COVID-19 lockdowns finally let up. Well, while going through all this mail, he came across a simple cardboard box. And when he opened it, it's simple to say, you know, it's easy to say that he was just in total shock because inside was $180,000 in cash, all wrapped up in paper bands. And there was a letter with an alias on it. When they checked the name on it, they could not find the actual donor. Uh, But essentially, the donor of the money had just said that um, it was basically a thank you for everything that the college had done. Because this college is known for its education, especially in the science departments. They've had three Nobel Prize winners uh, attend there, and so... This person donated the money thanking the college for a great career. And there was an investigation done to make sure that there was nothing fraudulent about the money or there was nothing, you know, illegal going on. Uh, But once that investigation was over, they had a vote to see what would be done with that money. And the board decided to use the money to pay for tuition for students who were struggling for cash, who couldn't uh, pay off student loans, who couldn't get scholarships, all these different things. Um, So this, you know, nightmare of opening up mail ended up turning into an absolute, uh, absolute, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a miracle. We'll just go with that. A miracle for tons and tons of students. I just love how this teacher got, you know, an abundant, ridiculously amount of money in the mail, (laughs) and he decided to donate it to the school. But I also find it amazing that this was an anonymous donation, and they even did try to trace, you know, back the address and all that, and they couldn't figure out who it was, and that even blows my mind even more. It it was honestly just... And that I was sitting in the mail room for nine months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, the whole thing is absolutely crazy because they did, like I said, they did an investigation and there was a name on the package on the let- and on the letter. Uh, the name that, they, that the donor had used was Kyle Paisley and the address was in Pensacola, Florida. But when they checked the address and checked the name, you know, A, that name didn't show up in their old attendance records. And the address that was given just belonged to a couple in Florida who had no idea about the situation. So <laughs> the whole thing is just absolutely crazy, but I love it. Yeah. I, it's crazy that he decided to donate the money, you know, obviously an investigation had to be done. And then it's even more amazing. That just sat in the, in the mail room for nine months, but I'm glad the money's getting turned around into a good, use of it of the anonymous donation to the college helping the future generation of students and hopefully more nobel prizes will be given to that school maybe yeah yeah absolutely i mean anything can happen um but yeah no something like that (laughs) i'm just trying to imagine that 
professor's mindset. Because when you stand there and look at nine months worth of mail, you just expect absolute dread. I, I don't oh, know I about you. <laughs> really? Yes, I love going through mail. See, I wouldn't mind going through maybe a week's worth of mail. Not nine months. Nine months just sounds absolutely terrible. But, uh, to... No, that sounds like a dream come true to me, because I go through the mail all the time for home and work, and it's awesome. <laughs> well, I love I, it. I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on that one then. But, uh... Yeah, but you would love it too if you opened up a bunch of mail and, like, you know what? You'll love it someday. You'll understand it someday. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll see where you're coming from on that. But... With that in mind, let's jump into story number three. Now, you never know when you're going to get the chance to save someone's life. And that rang ever true when a 15-year-old McDonald's worker jumped to save the life of a customer. And I mean literally jumped because she handed the customer part of her order. And then walked away to go check on the rest of it. When she came back to let the customer know uh, that it was still going to be a minute, she saw that the customer was choking. She jumped through the drive through window and gave the customer the Heimlich. At the same time, she had told one of her co-workers to call 911. And by the time first responders got to the scene... The whole situation was resolved. The customer was okay, everyone was safe, everyone was uh, in good spirits, and this employee was awarded $100 from a community fund that you know, gives awards to people who do good deeds like that. But yeah, just an employee just going above and beyond to save a customer's life. Hero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute hero. Um and so young too. The thing that really uh just impresses me about this story is the fact that she was only 15 and just had the automatic instincts to leap into action, to tell her coworker to call 911 and then to just jump straight through the drive-through window. To save this customer's yeah. life. Yeah. That's just insane. Because I, I, I'll fully admit right now. Uh, if I was in that situation at 15 years old. I probably, you know. I very well would have just frozen up. Um, so I give absolute props to this, to this girl. It's always amazing to see how people react in those situations. Um. And it's always good when they have a good outcome, of course. Well, and I but love... A 15-year-old hero sprung into action and literally jumped through a drive through window. Well, another thing I love about this story, too, is if you remember, Chris, yesterday's episode and that good news story, we talked about how uh, a TSA worker performed the Heimlich and saved this woman's child... And she had trained as an EMT for 10 years. That being said, she also 
said, you know, and I quoted how really you can have the chance to save a life and to jump into action at any given point. And this is a perfect example of that. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Never know what's going to happen and when. Absolute, again, absolute props to this employee. Amazing work. And uh, I hope for the best for her in the future. All right. Moving into story number four. Now, we have a pure example of just a community coming together to support one of its members. Because five-year-old Ryder Killam has been unable to walk for his entire life. He was born with a disease that, you know, disabled the use of his legs. So he's been in a wheelchair since he was two years old. And because he's in Rhode Island, they have to deal with a lot of weather all year round, whether it be rain, snow, doesn't matter. Uh, and when he would be waiting for the bus in the morning, because he'd have to go out about 15 minutes early, he kind of just had to deal with the weather that was going on, good or bad. Um, you know, they tried a few different things. They tried using a patio umbrella to protect him from rain and stuff like that. But a lot of the times there's wind that accompanies that rain. So he gets wet anyway. Um, so his parents were starting to look for a different solution. So they were looking for a, you know, small bus hut that they could put at the bottom of the driveway so that he'd be protected from the weather. And what ended up happening is the students at the, you know, town's high school came together, you know, in the construction class, and they built Ryder his own bus hut. It's a five by eight bus hut. Um, $300 worth of wood was donated by Home Depot for the project. And the family paid the rest, which was about $600. And these students put together this bus hut for a rider. And his father says that he loves it so much that he even wants to use it as his fort and his hangout every now and again. And Ryder was protected just in time for, you know, the winter weather, for all the snow and the cold weather. I, I love... Yeah, I mean, I love that the local high school construction class made a, you know, made something not, I don't want to say useful, made something useful that made a difference, if that makes sense. Right. You know, when you're in construction classes normally, or at least from my experiences with them, you'll make small things, but they're just these little projects that you typically don't do much with after they're completed. You know, I did a miniature kind of wood shop construction type uh, class years and years ago. And, you know, you make things like little, uh, we made like a marble project, you know, like a little marble track and stuff like that. But for this construction class to take on the task of uh, making this bus hut for a rider. It really does show the community um, element community around, around that environment. 
and it's just kind of a wonderful act, you know? Yeah, I agree. I love that one. But now we move into the fifth and final good news story. And I have to give Chris credit on this one because he found this story for us and I put it in. So credit to Chris on this one. And it's an amazing story because an event has raised over $550,000 for children with cancer and blood disorders in the Albany area. The Dancing in the Woods Gala held on December 4th of this year was an event, like I said, looking to raise money for children suffering with uh, cancer and blood disorders, and this money went to the Melodies Center at Albany Med. And the Melodies Center treats more than 1,400 children with these uh, disorders and these childhood cancers every year. And it's actually the only center that does this within uh, 25 counties of northeastern New York and the nearby New England region. And this isn't just, you know, the first year that they've done this or the only year they've done this. This has been going on for a number of years, and they have raised over $10 million for the Melody Center since its beginning. So just absolutely amazing work going towards helping these children who are honestly suffering through quite an ordeal um, by going through these different uh, these different illnesses. It's a great story and it's close to home and it's, you know, it's a, a benefit that's going to great use and helping children and you know, ease the the suffering on them and the family. This hits home for me personally, uh, not just because it's nearby, um, but also because it deals with my own personal experiences. You know, uh, being someone who went through childhood cancer, you know, it's it's a very touching story. I absolutely love this. The fact that they've raised more than $10 million for the Melody Center since they've be, uh, since they first started this whole event, just absolutely amazing. I have no other words for it. I wish I could uh, put the proper words to it, but I absolutely love this. It's impossible to put the proper words for stuff like that. I agree. Same with- you know, all, all the stories that you told tonight, they're all just awesome. These stories, all of them, I, I say it almost every time, and I'm severely at risk of sounding like a broken record, but I can't help We're it. We're used to it. <laughs> These stories absolutely touch my heart in ways that I can't explain, and opening up the year with a good news episode like this, I'll be honest, it makes me feel amazing. And I hope it does for all of you as well. All of you that listen, all of you that tune in for uh, this episode and our podcast in general, I I hope that this opening to the year uh, puts a smile on your face to start 2022 and really gets you going. And let's hope for the best. 2022 it's here it's gonna be a great year 
we're going to be here, you know, through all of it. That's right, Chris. We will be there for it all. But in the meantime, that is all from us. So make sure to head over to our Twitter account at BBP News Official for all of the latest headlines, all the breaking headlines. It's constant updates over there, so don't miss out. Also, check out our personal accounts. Links for all three of those will be in the show notes. And then make sure to check out our Medium articles as well, where we talk about different subjects that don't make it onto the podcast, things like our 2021 uh, end-of-the-year roundup, which you wouldn't see here on the podcast. That just went out yesterday, so don't miss out on that and many other articles, uh, again, that don't make it here on the podcast. But that is it from us, you guys. We're in 2022 now. Welcome to 2022. Uh, get ready for, you know, our normal episodes. We'll be back here on Monday for a recap of the weekend's news. We'll be here on Wednesday for an idiot in the news. And then we'll be back on Friday for a recap of the week's news. But again, welcome to 2022, everyone. We're here and we're kicking it off. We'll see you soon.